As we continue our search for truth, I want to remind you that what I'm teaching you is not my opinion. I have an opinion about what I read and what I learn, but my opinion is not always truth. My opinion based on the Bible is always true, but my opinion based on what I feel and think about situation is dangerous to listen to. So I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm giving you the truth. I'm quoting the scripture, and I'm telling you what it says. If you don't like it, take it up with God. Don't call me about it, because I didn't write it. Believe it or not, I just read it. And so today, I want us to look at the works of the flesh. Remember, we have two choices. We can live with the flesh in control, or we can live with the spirit in control. It's my desire that those people that listen to this podcast will make the choice to live with the Spirit of God in control of their life. That doesn't mean you lose your freedom. It means you gain your freedom to be you, to be who God created you to be, to be pleased with yourself, to have a good self-image, and to pursue your dreams But we live in a world that's controlled by the flesh. The people who don't know the Lord are in control of many of our cities, many of our states, and in the powers of government in Washington, D.C. And if you don't know the Lord and you don't know the truth, how do you know what to do? You're just swayed by what happens at the moment. And as we go through the works of the flesh, I hope that you'll open your eyes and literally see for yourself that this is what's going on. And when I hear people say, why is all this happening if they're believers? I want to say, because the flesh is in control of these people. Now, it says the works of the flesh. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Works is what you do. Fruit is what God does. A tree simply stands in the ground, rooted, and produces fruit. It never struggles. It never strains. It just stands there. And the tree is, is fed by the sap, and the sap comes from the root. And the root produces the sap, which feeds the tree, which produces the fruit. And the people around the tree enjoy the fruit. So next week, we'll dive into that. But as for today, let's look at the ugly part of it and get that out of the way. What are the works of the flesh? Well, it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, they'll manifest. Now, what does that mean? That word means you can see it. When something manifests itself, it means it becomes visible. And you can look around you today. You don't have to go far, turn on the TV. That's all you have to do, and you can see the works of the flesh portrayed before you. And now they're listed. 
one by one, they're listed. So we're going to take them one by one, and we're going to see what they really are. The first one is adultery. Adultery in the United States of America, and I'm sure around the world, is rampant. People think nothing of it. Men have affairs. Women have affairs. When you're married and you have sex outside of marriage, that's called adultery. And I hate to tell you in Matthew chapter 5, I think it's verse 24 or 28. You go look it up yourself. It says, if a man looks on a woman and lusts for her, that's the same as committing adultery. You men don't look on a woman to lust. It's the same as adultery. And that's hard. That's really hard for me to say. But once again, it's what God says, not me. God says adultery is evident. And it is everywhere. And the thing that is troubling to me is that I have talked to many people that have committed adultery. They think nothing of it because everybody's doing it. And they think I'm old and crazy because I think it's wrong. But the reason I think it's wrong is God says it's wrong. Now, the next one is fornication. Now, those are two sexual sins, but they're entirely different. If they weren't different, they wouldn't have different names. Fornication is having sex before you get married. Now, that is very evident today. You go talk to a young 20-year-old or a a teenager in, in high school, and find out what's going on. I was shocked. I'm shocked because I'm so old. But I'm shocked many times. But I was told by an authority that girls in high school will call boys that they don't even date or they don't even hang around with and ask them to meet them to have sex. You know, I just, I'm appalled. I can't imagine it. But it's happening. It's happening all over. It's manifest. You can see it. What's the next one? Uncleanness. What is uncleanness? It's, it's taking part in filthy activities. It's, it's crude and rude language. Dirty jokes. Making fun of people. That's evident. I can hardly bear to watch a movie anymore because of the language. I mean, it's, it's a way of life. I've never in my life said some of those words. I would have been punished severely as a child had I done it. And I wouldn't do it because I want to. And now at 88 years old, I can't say those words. I wouldn't dare. I remember when I was in high school, some of my friends tried to force me to say it. No way. I'm not going to do it. I never have. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. 
Listen to what that is. It's sexual behavior or conduct considered crude and offensive. It is contrary to moral behavior. It's similar to lewd, indecent, unchaste, licentious. Licentious is conduct considered crude and offensive. Man, is that going on everywhere? That's taking place. What's the next one? It's idolatry. What is idolatry? It's whatever you worship. And I'm amazed how easily idolatry can become a part of our life. It's whatever's most important to you. And I can tell you right now, the way I look is, is important to me. My husband was proud of me, and because of that, I wanted to honor that, and I always tried to look my best, always. But it wasn't an idol of mine. I dressed every morning, I put on my makeup, I went about my day, I didn't think about it anymore. If I thought about it all day, how do I look? Do I need to do something to make myself look better? That would become my idol. I know people whose body is their idol, because that's all they think about. I care about my weight, and it's caught up with me, and I'm trying to do something about it. But I can't afford to just be constantly thinking about it. You can make your social life your idol. You can make your husband your idol, your children, your friends, your money. Anything can be an idol. How do we know what our idol is? You have to stop and examine yourself and say, what is more important to me? How I look, who I know, where I go, what I have, or God. And God needs to be your idol. You need to worship the God who created the universe, holds it together, owns everything, provides everything, loves us beyond belief. That's who should be the center of your life. When that happens, you want to take care of yourself. You want to love your husband. You want to be nice to your neighbors. You want to do the best you can because you want God to be pleased with you because he is number one in your life. Idolatry, witchcraft. Most people don't know what the Greek word for witchcraft is. It's pharmakia, the use of drugs. I am very distraught and distressed over the use of illegal street drugs, opiates. The young people are killing themselves taking these drugs to feel better. But I'm equally as concerned with people taking prescription drugs to feel better. I have no problem with prescription drugs if you have a health issue. I thank God for the scientists that came up with them and the availability we have to take them when we have a health problem. But to take a pill to feel better 
if you're a Christian, is a work of the flesh. Because you are trying to do something to make yourself feel better instead of letting God work in you to cause you to feel better. All prescription drugs have side effects. And all of the side effects of prescription drugs are not healthy. They are harmful. We have an epidemic. I go to the doctor once a year. And I have to list the drugs I take. I go down the list and I can't, I can't know. I had surgery on my foot. The lady in the operating room said, would you give me a list of the drugs you take? And I say, none. And she said, you're kidding? You're 88 years old and you don't take any drugs? I'm not taking credit for that. I'm just telling you that when I learned to walk in the Spirit, I didn't need to take a drug to feel better or to relieve the tension and anxiety in my life. Because Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. And then he said, be anxious for nothing. That's truth. Jesus says, don't get up in a wad over what's happening to you. Trust me. Remember, all things work together for good to those that are called according to my purpose. To those that love me, his purpose is to change me. So why should I get upset over things that happen to me that God wants to use in my life to make me better? You see, I have a choice. Every day of my life, I haven't arrived. I will arrive when my heart stops breathing and my lungs stop pumping air. Then I will have arrived. But as long as I live on the face of this earth, I'm tempted to do what God would have me not to do. And that one thing is, don't be anxious. I hear people all the time talking about how afraid they are, how nervous they are because of our world situation. Let me tell you, friends, it's probably going to get worse. And as long as you're here... If it gets worse, God will use it for your betterment. Never forget that. What's the next one? Hatred. Oh, boy, do we ever want to see that? We see that everywhere. I think I missed one. In a hatred, variance. Oh, I missed emulation. But I don't even see it in my Bible. There it is. Variance. What is variance? Variance is being one way today and one way tomorrow, one way this morning. You're just swaying back and forth. You haven't made up your mind. You're not consistent. But let's get to emulation before we have to, to finish. It's the effort to match or suppress a person or achievement by imitation. It leads to jealousy or it results from jealousy because you want to be like somebody you want to do what they did, and so you copy them. Oh, friend, that's slavery. Be who God wants you to be. Use the talents that he's given to you. Don't try to be somebody else. Just be who you are, because that's who God made. Now, what's, what's, uh, 
Well, I'm sorry, variance is being different. It's disagreeing or quarreling. It's, it's a sedition. It's bad conduct or bad speech. That's what it is. Now, what are the rest of them? Strife. Heresy. What is heresy? It's teaching a doctrine contrary to Christian beliefs. Envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings. You know what that is? Demonstrating, carrying signs. These characteristics of the work of the flesh. It's what we produce in the old sin nature. It's tearing up our country. It's destroying our freedom. And it's destroying our safety. Check out your own heart and share with others what's wrong with the world according to God's point of view. Again, thank you for listening and God bless you.